T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. You're listening to 610 Sports Radio from the Max Motor Studios. Your AFC champions play right here. Proud to be the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. 610 Sports Radio. KCSP Kansas City. WDAFHD2 Liberty. And Odyssey Station. What's trending? All right, let's check in on the hot topics. Trending, trending, trending. Number one on what's trending. We'll talk more about this, but Tom Brady announcing his retirement. Yes, it's the second time in the last calendar year that he's announced his retirement last year at this same time, the same day. February 1st, he announced he was retiring. Now, he didn't put out a video. He did that long essay after Adam Schefter had already reported it, and then we all know he ended up unretiring, joining the Bucks. The divorce happens. Frustrating year. This time around, we'll play the audio after what's trending when we talk about this more. I actually believe that he really is going to call it quits. Of course, the greatest quarterback of all time, a seven-time Super Bowl champ. And he's already got a contract, we know, from last offseason with Fox to join their broadcast booth. For what with 350 380 million dollars so i think he's going to be going to be just fine but we'll, we'll talk more about what it means also from the football angle because if you were a team like the raiders or the 49ers or one of these other teams that perhaps we're going to try to land as services of course you got to start moving in a different direction say just a you know um slightly different tenor it seemed like than his retirement from the last time out which i know we'll discuss here in just a minute next up on watch training if you missed it yesterday, the Denver Broncos did finally settle in on a quarterback or a coach for their quarterback, Russell Wilson. Sean Payton going to be named the next Denver Broncos head coach. This after reportedly for me and Rappaport, they were going after D'Amico Ryans. Now, Adam Schefter has denied that reporting. But uh, have you noticed that Ian Rappaport's tweet still up? That to me, he's standing Good. by that reporting one way or the other. Also, it's fairly obvious the Broncos had a lot of other targets in mind. That seems obvious from day one. Otherwise, it wouldn't have taken him this long to get there. But Sean Payton going to be the new Denver Broncos head coach. We'll see if that does anything to move their needle at all. They were one of the worst teams in the NFL this year. It is pretty simple, honestly, with that. I mean, it's like it, the compensation you gave up, everything doesn't matter unless somehow you can get Russell Wilson to being a serviceable at minimum quarterback. The problem is even if he's a top 15 quarterback, the dollar amount you're paying them, like you better have plenty of other guys around them on that roster that are just going to step up and, and continue to get better. It's going to be fascinating to watch uh, with the Denver Broncos offseason and, and the little draft picks that they have uh, coming up in April. Next up on what's trending, the Arena Football League has announced it's relaunching under a new ownership group four years away, returning to the field in 2024. There was a point in time where it actually seemed like the Arena Football League, I'm talking 15-plus years ago, where the Arena Football League, it seemed like maybe actually had a chance there. When they played at Kemper, so this was way long ago. KC Brigade? That, when that first game, Got when they were good, those were, actually, those were actually fun games. 
I never went to the command or whatever it was called after, but the brigade, the first year or so, they sold out Kemper Arena for the home opener and stuff, and it was actually a lot of fun, but it's just the league has died off, and now they're going to re restart it. They're also they should have Kurt announced their, the team. their commissioner. By the way, the Arena Football League relaunched the first black commissioner in U.S. Sports League history. It's a bit embarrassing for the other sports leagues. Hopefully the Arena Football League. I do think that like it's at least a different style of football than hey, let's play the AAF or let's play the XFL, which is just trying to recreate NFL football when the mm-hmm. minor leagues, college football already exists. This is at least a different style of the game, which I appreciate. Next up on Watch Training, Kansas was winners over K-State last night in Allen Fieldhouse. Pretty much got off to the double-digit lead there about halfway through the first half and never relinquished it the rest of the way. The other local MU will take on LSU tonight. Also in that game, Travis Kelsey was in attendance, sitting right next to Nick Schwartz's uncle. So that also feels like what's trending. Kelsey, a big Jayhawk fan. He was pumping up the crowd. He waited for Bill Self and the coaching staff to leave the court. He spoke to the team after. He hung out in Lawrence, went to the wheel, had some wheel pizza. Gave it at You're nine. not being sarcastic. He really like, did yeah, go to the wheels. He, he gave out a, a nine out of ten on the pizza. He even said a few more beers. It would be a ten out of ten. Then he went to the Hawk. The pizza had a great is time. good at the wheel. I'll, oh, I'll well, confirm. If you've, if you've had a few beers there, the pizza is incredible. Absolutely I think incredible. It, I think it stands alone without any I actually, alcohol. I've never had a slice of wheel pizza not involving alcohol. Well, there used to be another place on Mastery called Pyramid Pizza. It's the same type. Same, of it's the exact yeah, same. Yeah. I like Pyramid got, Pizza. Yeah. I've had that. Yeah, that's where they get the wheel pizza from. Wow. Well, then I guess I've had pizza from the wheel. Uh, no, you had pizza no. that's similar to the wheel. You're saying similar <laughs> style of pizza. No, it's, it's the, the same, same pizza, pizza, but you like one of them the is wheel. cooked at the wheel. One of them is cooked at the pyramid. Okay. You ever heard had Pizza Hut? You know, they have multiple pubs <laughs> across the country. Well, you just said no when I said, so I've essentially had pizza from the wheel. And you said no, wow. even though I've had pyramid pizza. So I've had the pizza. Cody, you need to let this go. Remember we talked about you yelling? We didn't talk about it. Unless you've been to the wheel and had pizza from the wheel, you haven't had wheel pizza. Lastly, one last thing on on what's... Dumbest gatekeeping of all time. I don't even know if I want to break. It's way way too serious of a topic for what we were talking about Uh, now. Cut the music, Blake. Cut the music, Blake. Oh, Blake's gone. We have specs running the board now. We're really into it now. There's some breaking news coming out of Philadelphia. Uh, This is actually now uh, locally being reported by Fox 4 Kansas City. This has to do with... Uh, Eagles offensive lineman, offensive guard, I'll just read the story. Offensive guard on the Philadelphia Eagles, of course, two weeks away from playing in the Super Bowl, has been indicted in an Ohio court on charges of rape and kidnapping. This is Eagles guard Joshua Sills, 25 years old, uh, charged one count of rape and one count of kidnapping stemming from a 2019 incident. Now, he is a backup right guard in his rookie season, but he is still a member of the Philadelphia Eagles and uh, something that, of course, we'll continue to keep an eye on heading into uh, the, to the Super Bowl. But obviously very serious uh, charges, very serious allegations for someone that's the backup guard for a team that's going to play in the Super Bowl. I mean, yeah, he didn't he didn't play a, a ton. He appeared on just one game for the Eagles this year. So it's not like he's played a ton, but that, yeah, that's really serious allegation. I mean, you know how it is. You don't want anything that's taking you away from the stuff you're trying to do from a football perspective, but... That's very serious allegations against Joshua Sills. So I guess, yeah, we'll keep an eye on that as the week goes on. Coming up in about uh, 15 minutes, Josh Klingler, Chief Sideline Reporter. He'll, of course, be in Arizona as well, covering the Super Bowl. And he will be on the sidelines in Glendale, Arizona for the second time this year. Uh, and he'll be able to maybe tell us firsthand if that turf is going to be much better. Fingers uh, crossed. I saw some photos already for the Chiefs head groundskeepers. And, uh, of course, Tomo was out in Arizona already at State Farm Stadium working on uh, the, the playing service. So that already gives me some confidence that they'll have the – playing surface ready to roll for the Super Bowl hopefully 
Uh, we, we see an injury-free game after the, the playing conditions, of course, weren't great uh, in week one. So Kling's going to join us coming up in just a little bit. But let's talk more about Tom Brady because this morning we all woke up. We were texting. Uh, we said, hey, wait, this is, uh, this is actually real this time perhaps? And it was Tom Brady posting a video saying he's retiring. Good morning, guys. I'll get to the point right away. I'm retiring for good. I know the process uh, was a pretty big deal last time, so when I woke up this morning, I figured I'd just press record and let you guys know first. So I uh, won't be long-winded. You only get one super emotional retirement essay, and I used mine up last year. So I uh, really thank you guys so much to every single one of you for supporting me, my family, my friends, my teammates, my competitors. Uh, I could go on forever, there's too many. Um, thank you guys for allowing me to live my absolute dream. I wouldn't change a thing. Love you all. Tom Brady getting emotional at the end of the video he posted on his social media accounts uh, by the beach, I don't know, Tampa, Tampa. Miami, wherever. Uh, and I think it's real this time. Like I think it's genuine, I think it's real. I understand a year ago on this very day, he announced his retirement, so I get the skepticism. Uh, but this does feel different based off of how he approached it and the emotions in this video and everything that transpired. I don't think he was terrible this year, but you saw for the first time in his career that he looked his age a little bit more, a little bit more. He still wasn't still pretty damn good, but he looked more his this age. We joked when I said he was done. I'm like, look, done by Tom Brady's standards, done. As in, he's not winning the Super Bowl this year and he's never winning Super Bowl again, which is probably yeah. what led him to this decision, isn't it? Because the other reporting suggested, I think Ian Rappaport had said that he had come down to either retiring or coming back to the Bucs. He won't run in the Super Bowl with the Bucs next year. Look, for as much as we wanted to say, oh, go to the 49ers or go to, it's like, in addition to being divorced, he's got to live in a different city than where his kids are. He's got to go through all this. So it's like, it's not just making a decision to return to football. If you're choosing to return to football and not return to the Bucs, you're talking about uprooting your life again. You already did that once a few years ago. It led to a lot of other life stuff. I don't know that I would want to go through with all of that. It is weird because in our lives, pretty much the only quarterback who has mattered is Tom Brady. I'm not saying there weren't great quarterbacks, like obviously Peyton Manning, and sure. but it's like our entire lives have been dominated by one man, Tom Brady. Even more so, probably yours, because you're you know just a couple of years younger than me makes it like so that really is only Tom Brady. I might have had some like '90s time, early '90s time when I didn't have to deal with Tom Brady, and it didn't feel exactly that way. But, I mean, he's dominated the sport for so long, it's always weird when one of those guys goes, right? The Michael Jordans, like when LeBron retires, it feels like that. When it's just like this has been the central figure of the sport for that amount of time, it's it. Which means the crown is only Mahomes. It's Mahomes and no one else now. Because, for you know, Tom Brady still got to share some of that spotlight because he's the single greatest player in the sport's history. And I actually, I, I appreciate Tom announcing the uh, today, his retirement, because I was, we, we've joked about this. It seemingly, usually he makes his big splash announcement Super Bowl week. And it's like the game's not, anytime he's not in a Super Bowl, usually he finds a way to get headlines. He's doing it at least, but I give him credit. He's doing it the week before Super Bowl week. So this this time around, I can same respect time. it. Same time, uh, same yeah. day as last year, right? Yeah, I can respect it uh, a, a little bit more. And I, I do believe, I'm, I'm surprised though. You and I were just talking about this a couple of days ago on the show. Like, I really thought he was going to try to play one more year. I thought one of the last things he would do would be retire, considering you mentioned the off-the-field situation. Like He already, unfortunately, among other reasons, got divorced in part because his decision to keep playing. And it's like, okay, well, that already – like now you're going to give that up, so you're going to, you're going to give up the love of football as, as well. So I am surprised, but I think this is a little bit different. And we, we know he has the, the Fox contract uh, on the way if he wants it. 
uh, to go be in a broadcast booth. It'll be interesting to see if they have him involved in the Super Bowl coverage already. You know, I'm, I imagine the answer would be yes. I, I think you would. If I you mean, paid a guy $380 million, you probably want to see if he'll come out next week. But it has football ramifications for other teams, too, because one of the favorites to land his services was the Las Vegas Raiders, who we all know are likely to move on from Derek Carr, even though they're not letting him seek a trade. He's still going to represent them in the Pro Bowl games this weekend out in Las Vegas. I don't know if he's going to go with the Rob Lowe NFL logo helmet or what he's going to wear, or the NFL logo jersey, something like that. But uh, I think if you're the Raiders, if you're the Niners, like this clears up some of your offseason a little bit. Like, go ahead and move on and take that scenario out of the equation. And when you're like, we look back at this and be like, I guess seven Super Bowls. His run was so stupid. <laughs> So frustrating. Well, and he's the two. The 2028 Hall of Fame class is already two of them already locked in. JJ Watt retired this year. First ballot Hall of Famer done. Obviously Brady done. So 2028 JJ Watt, Tom Brady, you're sharing the stage, which is why we joked when he retired last year. Big Ben had been upset because he was going to have to now he's going to have to share. Not anymore. He waits another year. So now it's going to be JJ Watt, Tom Brady. So guaranteed. no Aaron Rodgers retirement. He wouldn't want to share that stage. Yeah, I so. think Rodgers is definitely playing another year. I thought he was anyway. <laughs> So I'm just saying that to say it, but that's definitely not the kind of guy who's going to want to share the stage with them. I do think it's nice that it kind of leaves the mantle open for just a guy. I know we were just talking about like the legacy stuff and if he can catch it, but I mean, he really was the, he was the figure of the NFL for 15 years, 20 years. Incredible. Mahomes has started to strip that away over the last couple of years because he's the quarterback doing these incredible, but it was just two years ago, Tom Brady beat him in one. But now Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback. And like, no one's going to argue if he wins this Super Bowl, he's going to be the most accomplished quarterback in the NFL, like active player in the NFL. Oh, the rest of his career, much like Brady, I mean, the rest of Mahomes career, he will far and away be the best quarterback that's playing. This is why, you know, the, the talk around Burrow and him uh, was silly. You know, there was a chance that he had a chance to narrow the gap. That'll never happen. I mean, as long as Mahomes is playing in the league at minimum, there will be nobody that has any argument can even come anywhere near what he is. He will enjoy that the rest of his career, whether he plays another 10 years or 15 years, nobody else is going to surpass what he's going to be able to accomplish. That's done now. I'll still, I was trying to think back like, okay, what was like, you know, he was a very frustrating player, but like, what was the most impressive run for me and hit? And like, look, getting, you know, being a first, first year starter and then showing up the first one's like right at the top of the list. They were beating a really good team and in the Rams who had already yeah. won a Super Bowl in that case. But I don't know, man, that year, I wanted to hate him, but that year Randy Moss showed up and he just started drop. They were, they were putting like Vegas had him as like 18 point favorites against every team. And they were just running rough shot. The perfect on I mean, the, the entire NFL. You're like, my God, that was the most, one of the most unstoppable I've ever seen a player look in the NFL. Yeah. I know they didn't win a Super Bowl the year. They were perfect in the regular season, but that had to be the best. That, that has to be it too, for me. I mean, and then also just looking at, uh, I know, you know, Atlanta Falcons fans are always going to be sick to their stomach, but the fact that oh, he that was one, coming yeah. back from 28-3, I mean, that is a moment that I don't think any of us will forget. You know, the jokes are always going to live on 28. Anytime we see, anytime the rest of your life, you see 28-3 on a scoreboard, we all know what we're thinking. We will not, like that uh, automatically, anybody that was uh, alive watching that Super Bowl, that's, that, that's what we're always going to think of. And any sport, if the score is sitting at 28-3, ever, whether it's in, in the NFL level, whether it's your kid's football game, whatever, Anytime you see 28 to three on a scoreboard, we all know where your mind's going immediately. Do you think more quarterbacks are going to play to his age? Not necessarily. No, like I don't, he I don't think that 45. Should... I'm just curious. Like, do you think Mahomes is more likely to make it to 45 because Tom Brady? Did? I don't think we should automatically assume just because Tom Brady's playing to 45. That means that the next guy that's going to be compared to him as the greatest of all time 
is going to just play for 45. There's a lot of things also that go into it. tempted if you're playing catch-up? You know, you're at four or five Super Bowls. He got two in his 40s. He got two in his 40s, but also, like, everybody's body, I mean, truly, like, everybody's health and body is way different. Also, Mahomes' playing style, even though we just saw him play from the pocket and stuff, like, there will be, at some point in time, we'll be talking about in his career, like, he'll have to make another adjustment in terms of how he plays. And how does his body hold up? Like, there's so many what-ifs in that. Like, health will be the number one determining factor. The number one determining factor. And Tom Brady lost an entire season to injury. So it's like, it's not yeah, like. But he's been healthy the last eight years or whatever. I mean, more than that, 2008, I think, is when that Bernard more, Pollard injury sure, happened. So, so that's why, like, I don't know. many years after that? So that's why I don't know if, like, has, you know, Brady getting hurt when he got hurt didn't play a role in whether or not he was playing until 45. He stayed healthy the back end of his career. I know that we've talked about this with, like, running quarterbacks, but to me, Mahomes isn't a running quarterback. Mahomes nope. is a quarterback who's good at running, if that makes sense. Yep. He's not the guy who designs the runs. I think he does, for the most part, a good job of not being hit. He's actually been one of the lower-sacked quarterbacks during that time, which I think is him. He's also good at not getting sacked because he's very mobile and capable of those things. So. Yeah, I'll tell you, Josh Allen's not playing until he's 42 based on how he played. That's not happening. No chance. No, but I was just trying to say, like, Joe Burrow, does he want to play until he's 45 now? Does... You know, does Patrick Holmes want to play at least 45? Like, are we going to go back to that? Because that was the original thing, right? It's like George Blanda was out here trying to play quarterback at like wow. 52. <laughs> or Jeff Hostel. Like, well, he was it, also punting. He was. Yeah, we're not going to do George Blanda slander today. I didn't. When did I say? Also, the money's a little bit different nowadays, too, just in mm-hmm. terms of uh, like, mm-hmm. you know. Another classic example of like, ageism by Cody. What? I just asked if guys were going to play older. I mentioned George Blanda because he played when he was very old. It's the way you said it. Really? Gold didn't take it that way. Mm. Or once he's not on your side, he didn't take it as an ageist comment. So I feel like there's a lot of alliance forming going on today. When you're in the studio, <laughs> I feel like we got to take sides because we're all here. Yeah, everyone's po- politic, you know, politicking and posturing. Hmm. I think, you know, we have to take some votes on some things. Yeah. Every time we're in, like, a middle of a big discussion, I feel like we need to, you know, take sides if we're in the studio. That's all. Figure out whether or not. I don't think I... I don't know how old George Blanda was. I don't feel like I made that big of a comment on it, but I think he played till he was like fifty-six. He had to. Maybe he was fifty-one. I think he really was fifty-one. Fifty fifty-one. I'm pretty sure he wasn't playing quarterback at that time. He was still kicking. But Blake sounds very confident about that, more so than me, and way more than you. You're tired at the age of forty-eight. He played. God, we're all wrong. We're terrible. He played from nineteen forty-nine. To 1975. He was, like, playing football while, like, Ted Williams was still playing. Well, there was, yeah, because it was weird. I remember there was a year, there was a time when he was the number one quarterback, and then, like, the next year he was the league's leading kicker. Yeah, he retired a month before his 49th. By the way, George Blanda uh, hit 52% of his field goals career. Attempted 639. They kept trotting his ass out there. <laughs> he just he only he only made 300 of them. Yeah, 335. For All right, add him to my Derek Jeter overrated ass. Uh, George Blanda can't even make a damn kick. Who make is, half his field geez. goals. You say overrated as just if there's honoring him like, come I, on, old man, you're like our mascot. Go out there, kick some field goals. Now you are being ageist. As now if you there's are. people out there that are saying, yeah. you know, who doesn't get enough credit? George Blanda. Someone's out there, Nick. Out there. In fairness, he retired like uh, 10 years before I was born and 15 years before you were born. So I watched a lot of George Blanda highlights during that time. Uh-huh. And for all I know, 50% of made field goals put him in like the top five during that era. And we're all making him at 90% like Justin Tucker now. 
You had, I think that was one of the arguments we had recently. I was like, yeah, they got to make, they got to like make the kicking harder. It's just too easy. Kicking and it's not too easy in the NFL. We just saw what happened this year. Yeah. This yeah. year was a tough argument for it. With Maher just what a What would you like to do to make ride. it more difficult? I'll tighten him up. <laughs> Why? I agree. I agree with him. Why not? Make it harder. Um, yeah, this is where Nick, <laughs> this is, Nick doesn't believe a word he's saying. No, Cody's got a good point here. He makes a lot of points. So Cody we were talking about the Arena Football points. League. You want the Arena Football League goal post. Not that That's, skinny. You want that. Well, that, look, the, like the top 20 kickers of all time in field goal kicking percentage are all in the league right now. A little too easy. They're what too about this? They what got if they're good. adjustable and before each kick? They moved the extra points back already. Now, listen. More points listen. depending on how small you make it? No, you know, you oh, say, my God. You Justin say, Tucker. So there's three on the board. Thrive So it's that. three, and, he's, and if someone's feeling confident, no wind. Like you're in a dome. It's hot out. He goes, you know what? Bring him in. And it's worth four, and they it's worth retract, four points. They're retractable yeah, they just post. click a little button. And go up to like 10. It's just like this. Like yeah, just the four, football fits it's through. Four if you make it in the smaller. I think if you thing, can call would, your shot on the, the, the upright. If you, left upright right here. Five oh, points. That's five. five. Yeah, that's a five. I would say, could you imagine how interesting end of game moments would be in that situation? You're like, well, we're down 10. You're like, doesn't matter. You're like we're 70 yards out. Well, you get an extra point for being <laughs> each, each yard past 60 is worth an extra half point. And if he shrinks it, we can get ourselves to 11 points here. If Justin Tucker should can hit a 70 yeah. yard field goal, that's only five feet wide. Shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't that mean something? Shouldn't precision mean something? It pretty much sounds like we're inventing basketball, but for football. So that problem um, makes it way more difficult to assume that it's going to make sense. So as much as I was saying, like, make it slightly harder. I wasn't joking about, you know, I wasn't being serious about doing that. Like, uh, <laughs> whatever the, the the MTV version of sports were during the 90s. Rock and... I mean, isn't this what we're talking about? Essentially what they should do at the Pro Bowl games this weekend? Yes! Like, that's where they should test it out. Your idea right there. And they're already, the Just Pro Bowl games are our, our absolute joke anyway. I mean... I would think that, I mean, well, I know what you're saying, but yeah, it makes sense. All right, let's go out to six and hotline and welcome in Josh Klingler, chief sider reporter for the chiefs radio network. Kling, you're going to be on the sideline out in Arizona. I know you, you felt the turf in week one. So this turf better be ready to go. I don't know if you've talked to the right people for, for the Super Bowl this go around. Well, George Toma is there. Uh, Travis Hogan, the chiefs groundskeeper is there. So I think they probably got a handle on it. I saw the, NFL tweeted out a photo of it. Looked pretty good. I saw a video of them rolling it into the stadium. And oh, thought, it's already well, that's, inside. That's, that's uh, yes, yes. Okay. They had already rolled it inside. And they were painting it, and so yeah, it looked a lot better than certainly week one, and then even some stuff we saw later in the season. Right? I don't remember which week it was specifically that there was another game. I'm like, wow, that that place looks not very good for uh, for a Super Bowl. So hopefully, it's a completely different surface, but it, it looked pretty good from the from the photos and videos thus far. What about the, st- what about the stadium in general? I like, have some chiefs fans that maybe are, are fortunate enough to make the trip out there. Just you've been to now, uh, man, I don't, I don't know how many exactly you've been to some of the best stadiums in the league already. And you've been to a couple Super Bowls already. How's that one stack up? Yeah, this one's pretty nice. And you'll like this Alex, because it's the only stadium currently that has essentially a, a sports book on the premises. Yeah. That bet MGM book out there. Yeah. It's uh, it's uh, it's kind of an outbuilding because <laughs> you at this point you cannot have things in the stadium, uh, but it's on the property technically. So it's almost like there's a there's like a mini almost like a clubhouse, a little kind of sports bar uh, just out off one of the parking lots that's got the uh, the sports book outside of it. Love it. So Love it's it. pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. It's more of that to come, obviously, as we <laughs> proceed uh, around the uh, the NFL and we start getting stuff in the stadium, you know. 
Kling, when you look at this, uh, like we're just now getting to the early stages of look at this matchup, but I feel like the one thing that you can't really argue is that the Eagles have the better roster. It doesn't mean they're going to win. That's not what I'm trying to say here, but the Eagles are the roster versus like versus Cincinnati where I'm like, oh, they're way better in the offensive line. They're way better in the defensive line. That's why I think they're going to win this game. The Eagles will stack up well against this team. Yeah, I think so. And I think, uh, you know, listening to some of the talk as well in Philadelphia, I think they believe they have the better uh, they have the better team that had the better season. Uh, that That's a better equate. season. They both had 16-3, and they scored the same right. number of points. And, and and the Chiefs played a better schedule. But um, I, I think the Chiefs play, were more tested probably than the uh, than the Eagles were. But, no, they're they're very veteran on the especially offensive line. Um, their defense can really get after people. I think their defense kind of is overshadowed at times by, uh, you know, the Jalen Hurts season. But I think that they're – their defense is really solid, and then obviously the, you know, we it's not talked about a ton around the league, and it probably should be with the AJ Brown move. I mean, it works, right? You're in the Super Bowl, like you had a big money yeah. move that that worked. Uh, the Bills got a lot of shine for getting Von Miller, right? And they didn't obviously finish the season with Von Miller or get to the Super Bowl. Uh, I guess the Eagles can be credited with you know going and getting a a really good piece uh, for them offensively that is, that has paid off. They run the football. Well, yeah, they do a lot of things. Well, it's a good team. I will say that I am jealous because like we spent time in the off season, gold and I arguing back and forth because I really wanted the chiefs to sign Hassan Reddick. I was yeah. like, Oh God, yeah. in retrospect now, even more cling. He yeah, had 16 sacks and he's only on under contract for three years and $45 million. That's a, that's just a big win by them though. Right. I mean, I don't know. That feels like they could have had boomer bust potential that, um, you look at it now in hindsight and it looks great, but I think there were a lot of questions whether or not that was going to be a good deal or not, but no, he's been a beast. And uh, again, part of a defense that doesn't get a lot and they'll get a lot of attention now, finally, I think over the next couple of weeks, but I feel like that they've kind of flown under the, the, the radar. I think a lot of the Eagles have, right. I feel like yeah. uh, it's probably the least talked about kind of wire to wire <laughs> number one seed, um, you know, this side of Kansas city. I mean, there was so much talk about the, the AFC and the AFC West and, Buffalo and later on Cincinnati that, um, you know, and everybody, Dallas is shinier, but uh, the Eagles are, uh, they're, they're really, really good. I, I feel like if there was one thing that you, you look at the Chiefs win, even against Cincinnati and say, man, they got to do this better. I, I feel like the Chiefs are going to have to somehow find a way to run the ball better than they did against Cincy against this Philadelphia defense. We know that this offense is always going to be predicated around Patrick Mahomes and, and passing the football, but you know, Pacheco ended up having a huge impact because of the receiving game, but I, I don't think the Chiefs can win against Philadelphia if they're getting you know thirty-five or forty yards rushing in the game against Philly. Well, you know me, I'm pounding the table run <laughs> guy, and I swear when I do that, they go the opposite. So I'm surprised you know <laughs> Mahomes didn't throw fifty uh, times last week. So I'd love to say that's not that that that, that I agree with you. That's true, but I, I can't anymore. I mean, there. I think the one thing that stands out to me, like looking at the season as a whole, is that. This team maybe is shown to be more flexible than than previous incarnations of the uh, the Chiefs, especially on offense. That just do whatever. If it calls for a run game that day, they'll run it. If if it calls for a bunch of tight ends, we'll run it. If it calls for you know getting the ball down the field, they'll do it. Um, this thing, this team's been more adaptable than than any of the previous kind of Andy Reid Chiefs versions, and and also the quarterbacks more comfortable doing all of that as well which is obviously an evolution that he has made as well in the, in this offense so yeah i'd love to say yeah they're gonna have to run the football i don't know 
I mean, they, they seemingly can defy the odds and, and do what the day is called for. I just like to see them be a little bit more consistent offensively. I, fe- I felt like there's just been some game, you know, continuous spots where they've kind of just stalled offensively, and then it, it takes something to get them kind of kicked back in gear. I'd love to see that be a little more uh, kind of consistent from start to finish, but maybe that's that's nitpicking at this point. Kling, you certainly don't have to call for it now or assume that it's going to happen now, but I refuse to completely bury the conversation that Mahomes has no chance to ever catch Brady because he's been in five straight AFC title games, and the two he didn't go to the Super Bowl, he went to overtime. Mm-hmm. He has a chance to win a second Super Bowl in a week and a half. I know it's still a long shot if you want to put it that way, but I'm not burying it. I'm not saying no chance. I refuse to do that with Mahomes. I just think two gets you in the conversation, right? And then then you're like, okay, there's a chance. Like if he won back to back, we'd be all be saying, okay, this oh, is yeah. this is a third. Let's go. <laughs> um but but two I feel like gets you gets you in a different realm and then you can start, you know, playing it out a little bit. But even some of the numbers, I know the the Brady retirement numbers are all coming in and you kind of see some things and and all the things he'd have to do to 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 catch a bunch of stuff that that Brady has done. That requires a long, long, long career. I don't know if he's going to play till you know thirty nine years old, <laughs> and so uh, he may not have the 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 longevity to do it. Like like Brady, we may only see one Brady that plays. You know, forty five. He got two in his forties, Kling. I mean, that's long, kind of important. I know. I you know is that is that an expectation level now, or is that still such a kind of pie in the sky thing? But maybe if he's you know stacking a bunch uh, early, he'll have a, a chance to run at it. But. I don't know. I, I still think Brady's going to be kind of a unicorn when it comes to playing at, you know, 45. <laughs> We're talking to Josh Klingler, chief sideline reporter, who will be in Arizona on the sidelines at the Super Bowl. And, and Kling, the other news, of course, prior to the Tom Brady retirement was the Broncos finally finding a head coach in, in Sean Payton. And it seemed like he was not the first, not the second, but the third choice. And they still gave up first round draft pick compensation. We, we understand that they are all in already on Russell Wilson. So now I feel like they just have tripled down on Sean Payton and are like just begging and praying that he can actually find a way to, to fix Russell Wilson. Yeah. I, I I'm, I'm questioning whether or not he wasn't a first choice, but they're the compensation, you know, D'Amico Ryan's is going to be cheaper, right? Uh, yeah. D'Amico Ryan's didn't allow or, you know, require you to give up draft picks. Um, so did that equal the playing field more than an established veteran coach? Maybe so. And then they had to do it, right? It, it felt like they kind of had to. So I don't know if they didn't, you know, I'm not ruling out that they didn't like Sean Payton, but they might not like the, the compensation and the trade that you have to give up as well. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, I mean, it, a number one is, can you fix the quarterback? And he's going to have a longer leash. I'll say than maybe a D'Amico Ryan's would, um, let's say he was he was the other candidate, right? Uh, D'Amico Ryan's goes out there, and in two years, it's still floundering, and you're still stuck with the quarterback. Well, that's that's the coach's fault at that point, right? <laughs> He'd get all the blame. I think I think Sean Payton's going to get the opportunity, you know, longer opportunity to try to try to correct the ship there. I don't know, um, but the first thing I would do is, yeah, I'd I'd close the office that he allegedly has, <laughs> has set up on a different floor. And, and, and <laughs> tell him that all the people he hired that are not Bronco employees, he can meet after work. Uh, but all that nonsense that they allowed him to get away with last year is going to stop. I mean, I just with Russ, the real question is, like, is he willing? Will did he, he play it? so? But that's the thing. Yeah. Kling, all of us might think that, like, I'm going to do things my way. I am who I am. I've gotten where I am because I am. That season had to be so humbling that I think I'd be considering some life changes. You hope. 
Or you just double down, hey, I got my way already. I got the coach fired, right? I got this guy out. Now I got this veteran guy. I'm going to try to steal, see if I can do it my way. And then we'll see where how Peyton is. He's, he's believed to be kind of old school, bar, parcels, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know if that always works. I, I think, I think you know, being uh, a little bit flexible with your egos and whoever's in that locker room can go a long way. But I think you have to, you have to change whatever was going on with that dynamic with that team and Russell Wilson because it didn't seem like anything jived. And so you got to get everybody on the same page. And I, I think it starts with making Russell be a teammate mm-hmm. rather than a, uh, a guy who's kind of off on his own. Kling, appreciate it. I guess we can we can check in next week. You've already been out to Arizona, so any any bar food recommendations, please let us know. I know there's an in and out out there, but at this point in time, we got Whataburger, so we're good. That's true. I think I think I, I think for these next couple weeks, you have to stay. I guess that's loyal, right? <laughs> that's Whataburger true. because they're more loyal, yeah. more loyal at this point. So don't step out with uh, with in and out. I would I would I'd recommend. So you're saying you Jalen Hurts that's team in and out and and Mahomes is team Whataburger. <laughs> and we can't eat any Philly cheesesteaks for the next week and a half. That's true. I know that that's the hard part. I love a good Philly cheesesteak, but I, I we got to do it for the team, man. That's that's how it works. Thanks Kling. We'll check you in with Kling next week of course as he'll be out in Arizona as well covering the Super Bowl and we'll be right on the sideline uh, on the field that he mentioned he thinks is going to be in much better shape from the, the first go-around as well. Up next, we'll talk more about Sean Payton getting hired by the Denver Broncos and how they got to this point, plus the random question of the day right here on Cody and Gold. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. here on Cody and Gold. Thanks to Kling for joining us. We'll uh, get to Cody's random question of the day. Much criticized random question of the day from yesterday. We had two random questions, if you guys remember. I thought they both went great. We had two. Uh, one was definitely, wait, I'll, I'll give you one was totally random and put Nate Taylor on the spot as well. So we'll get to today's in just a little bit. Plus, in 15 minutes or so, a, a Super Bowl winning stat that I honestly think doesn't mean a damn thing when we talk about legacies and we talk about winning consecutive Super Bowls. So that's coming up. But I want to talk more about Sean Payton. We, we mentioned that with Kling. So the Broncos go and, and get Sean Payton. They give up a first-round pick. Essentially, it was the pick they got back in the Bradley Chubb trade. So I've seen a, a lot of Broncos fans justifying the compensation by saying, Because oh, they gave up their best defensive end and then got a quarterback I, I, or I had, a coach back for it? Yeah, I had a lot of Broncos fans in, in my mention, like, annoyed, I guess, because they obviously know that they're one of the laughing stocks of the league right now. Um, so they're just trying to pop off? That... Well, we traded Bradley Chubb for Sean Payton. Would you have not made that trade? I'm like, I'm not so sure I would have. No, no, actually. I think Sean Payton is an upgrade, but here's the thing. Just about anybody would have been an upgrade over Nathaniel Hackett, so it's not saying much that he's an upgrade over 
Nathaniel Hackett. Nick now, Schwartz would have been an update over he Nathaniel Hackett. Nicholas would have been, yep. However, he would have just like let somebody else do the job, which is fine. Like Blake now. I think it's a terrible look, though, when twice in two off seasons, your general manager, even with different ownership groups, hired a coach that he thought also could help them bring in Aaron Rodgers, backfired. Then you panicked. You traded for Russ. Okay, we all understood the trade for Russ at the time, if we're being honest with ourselves. Made sense. It did. But you didn't have to give him the contract extension. That's where you screwed up. Now you're stuck. So this offseason, Ian Rapport reporting that D'Amico Ryan and Harbaugh might have been the top two choices in the final closing days. You end up getting Sean Payton, who, by the way, I think is a very good head coach, but it's your third choice. You panicked. Where else? Where, Sean Payton, was he just going to go back to the Fox booth? Like, what, what made you so quickly have to rush? Because, Sean Payton had way too much leverage on you. Yeah, they wanted a good coach. They saw themselves as only having a few good coach options, right? Jim Harbaugh, always been a good NFL coach, had a lot of success. D'Amico Ryans did look to be a lot of NFL teams' favorite guy because everyone thought of all the, you know, first-time NFL head coaches that were possibly going to get a job. That was the guy, right, Gold? He felt like he was the fit. And then you run yourself into Sean Payton, who is one of the most established coaches, who's won a Super Bowl, who a lot of people were interested in. But the thing is, only one team was willing to pay the price. As much as we're going to try to make this, is that Sean Payton was only going to go a couple places. It's not true. Sean Payton clearly wanted a job. It's fairly obvious Sean Payton wanted a job. Sean Payton would have taken a lot of these jobs. Maybe you competed with Arizona. Form, yeah, like maybe you were competing with Arizona. That's the only other team I really thought ever was truly in on Sean Payton. Yeah, but I think that the other teams looked at the compensation. They're like, mm, we're fine. I know that that doesn't happen very often, so it's like a weird situation anytime you have to give a draft pick compensation for a coach. Chiefs did it for Dick Vermeil back in the day. Yeah. Was it worth it? I would I would argue so, yeah. I mean, they 13-3. and three, They, of course, never got to the Super Bowl with Dick Vermeil, but they, they, were th- they had a 13-3 and three season. Everybody thought that was their year. They had the best offense in football, all of yeah, that. Yeah, but would they have had the be- – you know, did they yeah. have the talent? You know, like, it's always the same stuff. Coaching obviously matters in the NFL, and we're not trying to pretend like it doesn't. Denver got better yesterday from a just pure football standpoint. They're so far behind, they can't catch up. They panicked. I'm telling you, they panicked. They didn't think they were going to get a good head coach, and they're like, oh, my God, we're going to get stuck with another Nathaniel Hackett. What do we do? They're like, fine, just give them whatever they want. Because they are now fully invested, three first-round picks, three second-round picks, and additional later-round picks in Sean Payton and Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson was the the worst full-time starter in the NFL last year. And Sean Payton hasn't coached in a couple of years, and the last couple of years when he didn't have a good quarterback in New Orleans, it wasn't going great there. Like, for all these great coaches, to me, I often judge them when they don't have anyone good at quarterback. So Bill Belichick, they'd be like, oh, I mean, he's only going 500. I don't know, man. He's going 500 with Mac Jones. Not bad. Like, for the years that Sean Payton had Jameis Winston, every once in a while, you know, one of those, like, six-win seasons, you're like, I don't know, man. What's it like when you don't have the guy? I think he only had Jameis Winston for, like, one year. Yeah, no, I know. But his sample size is much smaller. If you could go back, we know Sean Payton wanted to take some time off. But deep down, do you think he'd be better, knowing this division, knowing the draft capital, would he be better off if he just would have stayed in New Orleans? Not time. I'm not, ignore salary. Oh, from like a win percentage? Ignore, yeah, I think ignore, the worst job in the NFL. Yeah, like ignore salary. Even though the, the Saints don't have their quarterback situation figured out, but they're not tied to anybody. You're open to still go find the guy. You, yeah. you have to make it work with Russell Wilson. And the report is uh, nine news out of uh, Denver that it's a 17 to $20 million a year on a five-year deal is what oh Sean Payton. My. 
he was seeking 20 or 25. The report is he got 17 to 20. I'm sure there's another reason incentives why. In yeah, there. but I think he wanted a job. I don't think I don't. I think Sean Payton probably realized that you can't like typically you can't set up two years. You know, you're not gonna be the name anymore. This is like the Eric Bieniemy problem. You can be a super winning coach all you want. You sit out a couple of years. It's gonna be less about I can take whatever job I want. And you're going to have to start taking the job that's offered to you. And the money goes down. Two years from now, maybe it's not 17 to 20. And maybe it's 12 to 15 or 13 to 16. There is variance in this. There's admitted variance in this. But I I mean, dude, I think they're a lost cause. I think they're going to be the worst team. It, I don't think they have a chance to win the division for at least five years. It all I don't come, think they can solve their problems for half a decade. It really, I mean, it, of course, Champagne's the huge part of it. But the rest of the roster, like, we can talk about the holes in the roster and not having draft capital, which I think is a problem. But also... It's pretty simple, though. If if Sean Payne cannot get Russell Wilson to play at minimum at a you know top fifteen level, then they have no chance. And even at a top fifteen level, that's not good enough to win. They're a just Super like Bowl. mediocre. They can it's just not, like maybe yeah. maybe make a you, seventh seed in the wild playoffs. Card. Yeah. yeah, be a wild card. I mean, that's that's where they're at. Um, and I think most Broncos fans do realize that. I actually like even in the interaction yesterday with some of them on on social media. Like, I think they even acknowledge like what do you, like what else are we supposed to do? Basically, is what some were saying. Like. We had, they felt like they almost had to hire, hire Sean Payton at that Telling point you. because they were so far in it. Been a, been a lifetime Kansas City fan. So let me just, like the pre-Mahomes here, let's just take that out of our brain for a minute. I know what you're talking about, but let me just let me just help you out here. It's a bad mentality. It's not going to lead to winning. What else do you want us to do is what leads to things like getting Jose Guillen under contract, okay? that That's the mentality of what else am I supposed to do? is what gets you trading for Matt Castle and paying him $100 million. I understand why, as a fan, you get into that mode and you're like, what else am I supposed yeah, I mean, I would to have do? Hired, I would have hired, and without giving up draft compensation, Mike I, Kafka. I would have hired Eric Bieniemy, Raheem Morris, or Mike Kafka. Those would have been the yeah. three three choices. You wouldn't have given up any draft capital. Uh, now, maybe those guys, you would argue, well, none of them wanted that job. They think they can do better. Well, I, one of them can't even uh, get multiple interviews this cycle. So I, I, I don't know if that's true. You didn't even interview Eric Bieniemy, Denver, this go around. I would, I mean, I, I'm totally with you. I would take any chances out of those guys. I mean, I would, I would take the guy who was working under, Dem- you know, like, yeah, I know Ben Johnson didn't want that, but like, I would just offer him a bunch of money. Yeah, I would, he wanted, he, he flat out was just, like, he made up his mind. He was staying in Detroit. No, I know, but I'm just, are you, but if it was $15 million, what do you, right. that's Although, just money. Yeah. That screw well, that, that. That's that, just money. And that's the one thing that the Broncos have. Then uh, Canada gets a cab and hurt you as a team. They got tons of money. Just they, money. They have basically the richest owners in football now. Yeah. So like to me, that part, I just pay him like, all right, Ben Johnson said he was staying in Detroit. For $15 million a year, gold, he was not. You're just like, I'll pay you like Sean Payton. Show up, Ben. You'd be like, ooh, what? You said $15 million a year? <laughs> oh my God, my family could be set for life. I could go back and be an offensive coordinator anytime I want in the NFL. I could do whatever the hell I want. I could go back to that job anytime. I know you want to take a head coaching job to be a head coaching job. I understand that there are people who probably didn't want that job. But, man, I would have gone a hundred different ways than this, mostly just because it's Denver. I told you the issue I had. I told you two weeks ago I wouldn't hire Sean Payton. The issue is not that he's not a winner. It's that he's a pretty good winner. He's not the best head coach, but he's a really good head coach. He's definitely an upgrade over a lot of head coaches. But when you also toss in the fact that I give you my first and second round pick, no. I think I can get better with a different coach and getting to use those picks. Random question. For you, Gold. For you, I guess, Blake and Nick? Yes. And for the text line, 913-586-7610. Of course, a random question today brought to you by the window source of Kansas City. In honor of our conversation earlier in which my brother came on the air and admitted 
to playing in a youth baseball game when he was 25 years old against other 17-year-olds in which they won both games. The question I have for you today is, what is the worst you feel like you've ever cheated in your mm. life? Because there's plenty of instances where we've all cheated. Yeah. What is the, admit it now on the show, what's the worst you've ever cheated? A test, significant other, whatever you want to admit <laughs> to on this show, we are open. But what is the worst you have ever cheated? 913-586-7610. And the one that comes to mind, I think I actually have told this on the air before, but like every, it was one of those where like anybody, we had a substitute teacher uh, that was gone. And this was like, a, was it chem, chem, yeah, chemistry class? And everybody, I mean, when we got, people got caught too, but everybody did like the, the substitute teacher, everybody thought wasn't paying any attention and everybody just blatantly was cheating on this chemistry test. That would probably be the, the one that comes to mind first of first and foremost. Yeah. Nick, would you like to admit to something? I'll go next. It's fine. You have time. Yeah, I uh, I cheated in college on an exam. This is a snitch line and not really a random question. That's yeah, a it is. Both. Well, you know, uh, those blue books that you'd have to write oh, essays yeah. in, oh, yeah. you know, buy them for like a quarter. Well, they would, a lot of teachers would make you, once you got to class, swap with the person next to you yeah, yeah, yeah. to make sure you didn't already have your essay written, which I did. I had mine written very, very, very lightly in pencil so I could just like trace over it. <laughs> Jeez. And so when the person, Dude, when the so person, cheating I was sitting in the back row of this class and, and then the person to my right asked to swap books with me. And I said, oh, I already swapped with that person to my left. And then I go, no, you didn't. <sighs> and I Get said, my ass, man. that's what I said. I said, I said, I'm not switching with you. <laughs> <laughs> so I never got caught. And I think I still got a C on the exam, but you know what? That's, <laughs> I would have gotten Wait, an F. You got a C and you were you were actively yeah. cheating. Well, I would have gotten an F if it weren't for the cheating. So. If it weren't for the cheating. So huh. I uh huh. I often think that education like I didn't cheat a ton, but I also feel like education there should be some little bit of leeway, right? If you're trying to work through these things. I think the worst I ever did was I had American citizenship citizenship class. It was taught by like a, a like the softball coach. It was not taken seriously. I'm like, I don't want to do this class. So I had known a person who had taken the class the year before. He did not change anything in the syllabus. All the general assignments were the same. And she sent me all the stuff she did. So, like, I had a pretty good idea where this was going to go. Well, you know, you're inside of a week, and we had to write a report on a former president. I was like, okay. So I, I changed maybe two things and turned in her full report. Didn't do a single thing on it. Changed my name on it. Added a few comments. Doesn't matter, right? Two things, three things, maybe. Only to find out uh -oh. that when I turned it into class that I had forgotten that they're included in oral presentation <laughs> on said book report, which uh, I clearly had no. not written. So what did you do? First day of the reports, right? They're going to be in a three-day period. You know how this works. He called me first. You're up first. Oh, do you first think person. He, do you think he first... knew something was up? I talked about... It was Teddy Roosevelt. I talked just about anything I'd ever heard about Teddy Roosevelt for the entire time, just making up whatever. I don't know if it was in the report. I didn't even bother to really read it. She got an A on it. Seemed good enough to me. So I turned it in, did an entire oral report, and got by. I got a B plus, which felt fine, considering I had not read the report. I just turned it in. I didn't do any of it, dude. I didn't even, like, try to pretend like it wasn't even, like, because at this time they weren't, like, really running, like, complicated anti you know, like he hadn't put the whole thing in the software. It was like a typed up Word doc. Mm -hmm. I thought, oh, I'm fine. I'll just pop this thing in. He won't notice. That was probably the worst. I felt pretty bad about that one. 
Someone says they slid their roommate's test inside their test when they took the test next semester in microeconomics. Some of this stuff, these people, multiple things people have done. Uh, someone else said, when cheating Nick never get an A, it's suspect. They're saying you did it the right way. That just- was exactly my plan. <laughs> Take your seat. Yeah. That was on purpose. You just, you know. Someone says they cheated all. Again, this really has become snitch line. Uh, cheated all four years of college from the 816. Hmm. They said they don't know anything about their degree. Someone says, guess what, Cody? The teacher didn't read your report either. Oh, no, that <laughs> seems fairly obvious now. The only, oh, you know what? There's, a, there's one that's probably worse than that. Biology, uh, it was biology two, senior year. So I was real checked out by this point. So we had to do a project classifying leaves. So it was like you had to put together like a, like you had to design like, it wasn't like a diorama. We had to design a case in which you were going to put gold, all these like 20 different classification of leaves. Here's all the information about them, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I got to put in charge of it and I was doing some of the work and then I was put with two other kids who really didn't want to do the work. And I got tired of it, and eventually I'm like, I'm just going to pretend like I've turned this in. Everyone had to turn it in. I go to the professor, Mr. Cornett. I don't remember exactly. Cornell, something like that. And he said, hey, Cody, where's your leave project? And I said, turned it in this morning. Had not, not turned anything in, to be clear. Just flat out lied. Yeah. He said, I turned it in this morning. He's like, I haven't seen it. I'm like, what do you mean you haven't seen it? Said, we did all this work. And so, like, days and days of this, and he's like, I don't know what to do. This like, is well, hurting your school board campaign I said, right I now. Don't, I said, I don't want to do this assignment. I said, I don't want to redo this. I did all this hard work. And he offered me a B. And I said, no. I said, a B? Do you know how much time we put into this? And he eventually settled in on A minus. What? I paraded him after he offered me a you, good grade. You made this guy because, feel bad? Oh, well, man. at this point, if you don't fight for it, then they'll know that you didn't do it. You have to fight. Uh, wow, okay. From the 816 in college. You the entire, it a lie. I don't, yeah. In college, someone says the entire baseball team in their chemistry class use Apple Watches to receive answers on a test. They got them from a guy who they collectively given $100. That's it, and $100? Kept texting them answers through the Apple Watch. And that's how they got it. Wow, that's smart. I th- I'm trying we, to didn't have, we didn't have the Apple Watch back in, no, back in our day. There's something I've done My in the last... There's something I've done in the last year or so where they said you couldn't have an Apple Watch on. So I think you've done? It wasn't a class, obviously. I don't remember what it was. But I know in college classes, they a lot of teachers will not let you wear... I get it. It makes. I mean, it makes test days, and they won't let you wear hats. Well, that's been they're... a thing for a while. That like that was a thing even when we were in high school or college. Like there was something about like on the test they were worried you'd have like the the answers on the brim of your hat or whatever stuff like that. Honestly, I think if someone puts that amount of work into the cheating, <laughs> you should allow it. <laughs> like if you really like if it's not obvious, right? Like you're really working at it. Oh. You clearly spent like three hours doing it. That's the same amount of time they probably should have just been spent. You know studying. what? I just something just hit me. But I like the effort. Oh, you've got a really bad one. Oh, boy. So I was taking a test. For whatever reason, I couldn't take the test. I think I was taking my test actually early because I knew I was going to be gone on the test date. And I, 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 had, I had organized it with my teacher. Like, sure. hey, can I come in like a day early and take my test? And they said, sure. So I had to come to their office to take the test. But it was like a TA. It wasn't an actual professor, okay. so it was yeah. a very little office. There was only one chair, and they said, okay, I'll just let you sit at my desk, and then I'll go <sighs> <Huge>. sit outside. <laughs> Huge mistake. So there's no – I know what you're thinking. There was no, like, answer sheet on yeah. the test. But there's I'm a computer, st- right? I'm straight up looking up the answers on my phone. I had the office to myself. You're going to leave me on No windows? Was the door closed as well, too? So, like, you knew if she, like, came back? 
I don't remember if the door was closed or if it was open, but what I do remember is having my phone out, and this was before, like, even I had, like, Apple Music on my phone. So this is, like, when you would, like, pull up SoundCloud to listen to music on your, like, web browser on your phone, and I had pulled out the web browser to play or to to look up an answer, and the second Uh. I opened my web browser... Whatever music I was playing on SoundCloud started blaring. <laughs> and, of That's course, so the teacher popped their head. And, then of course, I'm, like, fumbling. I'm, like, shoving it in my pocket and just, like, acting like acting as if I didn't hear the sound, you know? <laughs> I'm sorry, there's music? Wait, what? You should just right, say I, I, I need, you should just say I need some music. Uh, I just need some music. My, my college teachers probably won't be very happy about this. And, and if my parents are listening, I'm sorry that I'm admitting <laughs> this on air. But I didn't read a book in college. I, 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 I do you know how to do you know how to read? I, I do know how to read very okay. small, small See, increments, low you know, vocabulary. We, we were propping you up a lot earlier today on the show, and this <laughs> is not can't even read. Yeah, no. So I, I didn't read anything. I had British literature, and you can find everything online. <laughs> You're in a literature class, and you didn't read? Yeah, no. Spark notes uh, are a hell of a thing. Howard's end. I, the question, the 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 tests were just so easy. Maybe my teacher was taking it really easy and gave us. I mean, you can look up the answers and basically there was like one in there that you might have had to skim something. But again, just go back to Spark Notes and like we, well, like you guys brought up the other day, it was uh, what the AI is basically eventually going to be able to take over. That you yeah, can yeah. write papers all on your Jack own without GPT's even touching anything. Take care of all this for us. It's going to be way easier to cheat now. Hmm. That is the uh, the random question of the day. Which turned into kind of a snitch line because there, there was some we couldn't even get to today. People mentioned that Nick, they had an iPod that would play with the answers. They recorded themselves with the answers, but they messed up. They didn't plug the iPod all the way in. The whole class <laughs> oh heard the answers. God. Somehow, he, he, the person claims the the teacher did not hear it. I don't know how that's, but but the whole Maybe class it was a big heard one the answers. Like lecture hall ones. Maybe so, but if you're going to record yourself saying the answers on the test, you better make sure you got those that the headphone plugged in. Otherwise, uh, that's that's going to backfire on you in a pretty big way. All right, coming up next, though, what happens when you win the NFL MVP? It's actually not good news for the Super Bowl. We'll tell you why. There's Kelsey to the end zone. Cody and Gold brought to you by Gan Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gan Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Don't miss the Chiefs' red half hour every day at 1130 on your official broadcast partner at the Chiefs. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.